Blog Talk Radio. I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page, only if I had one gun, one girl and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did, pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip, writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm gon' body, this hood politics acknowledge leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one knee, I up. Could it be my time is up with my love? I got up. The cops shot again. Bust stop glass burst. A fiend drops a Heineken. Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out. I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rat to the death of it. To everybody, come on. Little niggas is grown. Hood rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sent from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase. The street sweepers and coppers. Sick up kids with no conscience. Leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die, we're not. Out. This is what now is about, nigga. The time is now. All I need is one mic. 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 All powers to oppressed people, African power to an African people, and black power. It's your brother, National Chairman Yang Nkrumah, People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, coming to you on this Thursday, Gorilla Radio, Gorilla Thursdays, where we keep it real and we talk about it. Like I said, it's always political education, but this is the time where we get to rap, where it's a little less formal, and we can speak our minds and just, you know, do our thing and say what we have to say. You know my saying, and I come on with my slogan, man, my beliefs are, my philosophy is African communalism, because collectively, Together, there's nothing we can accomplish. As if we practice individuality and separate, ensures and spells out certain doom and destruction for the African people here in America. What's happening, family? Today we're talking about crazy-ass niggas. Crazy-ass niggas. Post-traumatic slave disorder. What makes a crazy-ass nigger? And I know the title is weird, you know. Um, and when I was putting it together, I was thinking about it, man, is this a little over the top, talking about crazy-ass niggas? But I said, you know what, it's Thursday, and Thursday is the day that we really just rap, and that is mainly what we call it. So we have to call it like we see it. When we look out of our windows, when we encounter people that do some of the most abnormal shit, some of the damnedest things, or when we watch the news, or when we're um, even friends we may have, we might say that is some crazy-ass shit that you just done or crazy-ass way that you're thinking. What makes a crazy-ass nigga? Why do we behave in the manner that we behave? And this is why I call it post-traumatic slave disorder, because I do not believe, I am a person who believes in the beauty, in the beauty, the sanctity, the righteousness of African people here in America. I think innately, I think naturally, that we are an upright and right and exact people. But I think that our environment and social conditions cause us to behave other than upright, other than right and exact. It has us doing the crazy-ass things. And here's the sad part about it. We have become so sick 
and perverse in our ways and in our thinking that our actions begin to reflect that. And we don't even know it. We don't know we're crazy. That's how I know that there is mental illness in the black community because we'll do some stuff and won't think twice. Let's talk about the most obvious thing that we do, you know, that is affecting that, keeping our young men and women locked up in penitentiaries that has the community just going downhill, and that's the murder. That's fratricide. That's the homicide of brothers and sisters, the killing of people who look just like us, who live like us, eat the same foods we eat, use the same language we use, and we have no problem with exterminating one another. That has to be, to me, the pinnacle, the top of insanity. What makes us want to or have so much hatred for one another that we can murder one another, like I've said before, over perceived slights? over disagreements and over arguments. When here we've been oppressed for hundreds of years, I don't know the exact date, you know, they vary and we have different ones. You know, some go back to what I read since 1492. Since 1492, the African person has been oppressed and and um, exploited and repressed and suppressed and every other type of sickness that plagues humanity, and yet and still we show compassion towards our oppressor and vehemence and hatred, absolute hatred towards one another. It's the damnedest thing. I don't understand it. And and not have a moment of remorse, not have a second thought about pulling out a gun, pulling out a weapon on one another, and ending a life, taking their life, snatching someone away from their loved ones. And I'm not talking about over something that like defending yourself, defending your property, or defending your family. I'm talking about over words. It's the craziest thing. Brothers, the treatment of our women is crazy. Who taught us to behave like that? And I'm not sitting here, you know, listen, Thursday, we rapping, right? We family, we rapping to one another, okay. I'm not sitting here saying I have a halo and I have wings or anything like that. I am just pointing out a fact. The treatment of our women is crazy. The way that not just how we talk to them, but also when you have the brothers who will actually manhandle and physically assault their women to such a degree that they fight their women like they were men in the street, balling their fists up, plummeting, beating, kicking, just, I mean, really trying to physically hurt their women, the life givers, the one who raised their children, the pillars of our society. What has caused us to do that? And women, it's the same thing. You're not exempt. You know, our sisters have started to display behavior to where they're trying to hurt the brothers and destroy the brothers. And if not, destroy the brother physically, verbally, and mentally assaulting brothers. You know, I, I don't understand what has gotten into us that we do that, that we've gotten to that point where, that, where that's acceptable behavior. Beating our children. I think that there's been a rash of things on the news where children are not just being neglected and, 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 and verbally abused, mentally abused, but are being physically abused. By people of African descent, this right here in black homes and black communities, crazy-ass niggas. So what made us crazy? 
What is it that has caused these type of sicknesses to be able to not just infest us, but to be able to per, to be able to permeate, to be able to grow, and to we we where we hold these things in and begin to have um display the actions of insanity. Now this isn't a blame session. I'm not trying to blame any people for our plight. You know, I'm not one of those that like to point the finger, oh, the white man or this and that. But shit, we got to call a spade a spade. We have to get out of this hiding behind, wanting to sing kumbaya with every goddamn body and call a spade a spade. The Negro, the nigger, is an American creation. That's why I call it crazy-ass nigger. There's no place in the world called nigger land. Nowhere. You can't look on a map. Can I know they say, well, you know, Africa wasn't really called Africa before it was Occupaline and it was named after Africans. I'm not even disputing that. That's a very, to say anything, it is, on maps, it, is, it, it has at least a name. They at least call it Africa on a global map. Nowhere is that place called Niggerland. So nigger is the creation of America. And a nigger, by the very creation of a nigger, was created with mental illnesses. By its very by uh, the uh, the Negro the creation the concept when this Caucasian began to conceptualize what he wanted in the domestic servant a domestic slave then he had to take it out of its original form you see the African when you was in your African form pre African form you wasn't as crazy I mean I'm, I'm sure we had a little craziness going on that's how you survived. You have to think outside the box sometimes. But you wasn't as crazy. You had cultural norms. You had traditions. You had values. We had traditions and we had values. We had cultural norms. Brought over here in order to make us more docile, in order to have us to accept the treatment that was inflicted upon us, they had to take you out of your original nature, your original state of being, which was in free African an independent African, and create you into a nigger. They had to make you into a nigger. This is the only way they could subject you to the foolishness that they subjected us to. And the job was so thorough in the creation of a nigger, the job was so thorough that once chattel slavery was so-called officially ended, the black man and woman here in America, this created Negro, this created nigger, enslaved him or herself. That, you know what, I said killing one another was the pinnacle, was the top of craziness. I take that back. The top of craziness was when we begin to and still do continue to enslave ourselves because we think like a nigger, crazy-ass nigger. Now, I know what my man Tupac said. Tupac said, well, you know, Tupac, this is what I love about him. I got my Tupac shirt on today, you know, giving giving homage to my man Tupac Amaru Shakur. Tupac said, nigga was an acronym for never ignorant getting goals accomplished. I could go for that. In fact, I like that. I think that that was very clever and it's very creative of uh, our comrade Tupac. The problem is that niggas are ignorant. He said, never ignorant. Niggas display some of the most ignorant behavior in human history. In human history. And I will say that 60%, if not at the very least, 50% of that is on them. But we have to go back first. That's the first thing they tell you. 
The first thing to any help to get out of any addiction is recognizing and acknowledging that you have a problem. And we first have to acknowledge that we are niggers, that we have been niggerized, and that the nigger is a, is a conception, the nigger is the making of white supremacist America. That's the first thing we have to at least acknowledge. And I'd like for someone to tell me and, and explain to me how the nigger is not a creation of white supremacist America, how we were niggers in our nature. And after we acknowledge that the nigger is a creation of white supremacist America, we must realize why the nigger was created. What purpose did the nigger serve to this capitalist, imperialist, white supremacist state, this oppressive state of ours? What purpose was that nigger intending to serve? Why did they create this nigger? And once we know that, then we'll begin to to identify the destructive behavior because there has been nothing good that comes out of a nigger. Because when you stop having destructive behavior, you cease to be a nigger. There's been nothing good to come out of the nigger. I know we like to use the word. I know it's a term of endearment. But let's think about it. Think about it. What good has, what good has the nigger done to the community or for the community? What good is the nigger to the community? What is the nigger good for besides serving the purpose of the oppressor? A nigga is, is caught up in materialism and capitalism. Niggas are misogynistic and sexist. Or on the sister, niggas for our sisters are just the opposite. In their exploitation and abuse and using the male uh, gender, niggas are individualists. Because a nigga really, what a nigga really is, what a nigga really is, is a fake ass wannabe cracker. A nigga is an African that can't that aspires to be white and accepted in white America realizes that they can't be accepted in white America, so begins to create this subculture, this nigger kingdom, this niggerdom, where they can thrive in, where they can be better than any other, or where they can at least try to put the image out and 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 make themselves feel better. Than, than the rest of the black population, the rest of the masses, the, because niggas are ignorant. You see, this is why I say that we debunk the Tupac myth. They say, well, Tupac called himself uh, uh, a nigger, you know. When, when Tupac said, never ignorant getting goals accomplished, listen to his lyrics. See, the nigger will only take the nigger shit out of what Tupac said. You see, so... The nigger will only take the nigger shit out of Tupac's, what Tupac said. Tupac tried to elevate the nigger. Tupac tried to elevate the so-called thug by appealing to a commonality, that being the language that we use, that being a culture that he know was imposed on African people here in America and tried to elevate that. Listen to his lyrics. you hear it all through it. One of his lyrics, one of my favorites, Tupac says power is in the politics that we address. Niggas will keep you away from politics. That's what niggas do because niggas want to create. We have to understand what the nigger tries to create. The nigger tries to create a niggerdom. And anything that would empower African people, anything that would begin to remove African people from this nigger's web, from his twisted, demented uh, society, 
that they're creating where they can feel up on one, where they can be something, they will tear you down. Niggas tear down education. You're trying to be white. What you getting an education for? When a lot of our great leaders and great revolutionaries were educated, some of the ones where we call the original Panthers, whom in the people black Panther Party for self-determination call them the third development Panthers, were a people who um, were a lot of, many of those were college students from the college campus. And I'm not saying that it has to be a formal education. We look at the likes of our dear brother El Haj Malik Shabazz, more commonly known as Malcolm X, who was, I'm not going to say self-educated, because he was an ed- with, with, with one of the most um, common misconceptions about dear brother Malcolm was is that he must have somehow been ignorant before he went to the penitentiary and became intelligent. No, Malcolm was intelligent before he went to the penitentiary. He just educated himself within the penitentiary. So the Negro has a propensity for intelligence. The nigger is intelligent. It's just the education that they choose to get. And these people whom rise up and evolve out of niggerdom, and give it back to the community, the likes of Booker T. Washington, who founded Tuskegee University, Carter T. Woodson, who found all the uses for the peanuts. He was so bad, they said he must talk to the plants. Plants must talk to him. So education, you, but you will find the nigger downplaying and belittling those who pursue education, those who want to rise out of the despair of ignorance, those who want to get out of the darkness of being unintelligent, or at the very least, those who want to be uninformed. So you'll find the nigger because the nigger must maintain control, and the nigger maintains control out of ignorance, intimidation, and fear. Ridicule. This is what the nigger does. And where did the nigger learn these tactics from? See, we go back to that neocolonialist mentality. A lot of times we practice that and don't even know that we're practicing neocolonialism, that these conditions have been so embedded and so ingrained in us that they have become second nature. Not your real nature, black man and black woman. Your real nature is not to hate one another. It's not your true nature. Your true nature is not to despise one another, not to tear one another down, not to destroy your communities, not to be a blight in your community. That is not your nature. That is in the nature you were created with. It's a nature that you have been beaten to, um, conforming to. And the trauma, this is why we said crazy-ass niggas, post-traumatic slave disorder, because the trauma is so real. The trauma is so real that it almost hurts physically to think outside the goddamn box. It's easier to be a nigger. See, it doesn't take any work to be a nigger. It takes work to elevate yourself. It takes work to say that my practices, things that I've been doing for years, are wrong, that they're destructive. This is why it takes work. So the first thing is to realize crazy-ass nigga is not about pointing the finger at anyone saying this person is crazy or that person is crazy. It's about pointing, looking in the mirror and pointing at yourself and say, I am a crazy-ass nigga. I am a crazy-ass nigga. And in order for me to evolve, in order for my community to get out of the state that it's in, 
I have to recognize that I'm a crazy-ass nigga. Then I can begin to um, address the issues, the ills that plague my community. So what is a crazy-ass, a crazy-ass nigga? This is the question that we're posing to the listeners today. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination with your brother, National Chairman, Yang Nkrumah, on Independence Blog Talk, Black Blog Talk Radio, on this Gorilla Thursday, plus one, we'll recognize you. Get in the conversation. I'd like to know what you think defies a crazy-ass nigga and some of the solutions to begin to address these mental illnesses that plague that plague us as a people. Let's go to our phone line. Area code 470-1444. Power to the people. Power to the people, Chairman. What's good, man? Thanks, brother. Share with us. Well, you know, um, at some, you know, at some point, yeah, I do. I agree. We, uh, you know, we gotta share that those characteristics. You know what I'm saying? But I also uh, feel like our starting point, uh, where a lot of us start, you know, where we grow. Um, um, where we build, where we build from, I believe that the outer shell of a nigga only becomes kind of productive at a certain point. You gotta do uh, once you, you know. I believe it's 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 it's, it's a lot of growing that that has to be done uh, uh, mentally. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and as far as you know, uh, a foundation. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you can get you can show the wrong characteristics and get ate up out here. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and you know it all depends because you know uh, 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 it depends on what we or what we're gonna call nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? What is it that nigga yeah. do? What, what, what do we draw the line? Well, what is what is some nigga shit? Tell me what you what you would classify as nigga shit. Well, well, you know, in some cases, uh, I, I believe sometimes it's on perspective because sometimes you, you have situations where you have to, you have to uh, revert, uh, uh, um, you know, to a to a to a person that that, that that's in there. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, give me an example. Because, like, 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 give me an example of 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 like what would be some, you know. A time where you, you know, have to get into some nigga shit. Well, we well, we could use a, a simple example as, uh, you know, you could be at the store. You know what I'm saying? You could be at the store, and uh, you know, I know uh, we all, in some form or fashion, have, have have been discriminated against in a store. You know what I'm saying? Of uh, of uh, 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 another business. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, I don't want to be too specific because it's broad. You know what I'm saying? And, and, mm-hmm. and you know you might you might gotta you know you might gotta show you might gotta sometimes you gotta push back. You know what I'm saying? Where's the line drawn between uh, 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 some nigga shit and just being strong? Yeah, I think that that's the difference. You know, I think that what we classify as nigga shit. Like for example, like you're using that good example. If you're in the store, and especially in the store with these foreigners, man, they something else. And you're in the store with these foreigners, and the foreigner handling you. I'm mishandling you. And I wouldn't call that reverting back to some nigga shit. 
I would call that if you stand up for your rights, if you let that born to know that what time it is with you, I wouldn't call that nigga shit. I would call that some real African shit. The problem with that foreigner is them niggas been in there playing with his ass to make him feel like he can handle a real African like that. See, he don't know. Mm-hmm. Foreigner don't know the difference. Because niggas done fucked the game up. These niggas in here grinning and chucking and playing and doing all that bullshit with him. Then when you run across a real African, the real African got stand up like, look, man, I ain't finna play the gif with my money. You're not finna talk to my woman and go, hey, baby. How you doing? Anytime you tired of him, mm-hmm. we don't know you. I be, if I talk to your little dot, your little woman with the dot on her damn head, I'll cover it all up over there. You'll want to come from behind that counter and get your ass whooped. You see what I'm saying? But you think that you can talk to my women and my and 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 these sisters out here any kind of way because niggas have allowed that to happen. So I, I agree with you on that. I think that a distinction has to be made between real African shit and nigger shit. I think that the real African has to revert back to warrior African, Mandingo, because niggas are fucking I agree. Up. I agree. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I figure that's something like what you're saying, right. But you know what they're trying to tell us is especially the oppressive forces, oh, you acting like a nigger. And these Uncle Tom handkerchief head, boot licking, buck dancing, shoe shining, Yes, a balls and ass niggas will tell you right, that you're acting like right. a nigga because they scary. See, that's their way of trying to get you to go back into side of a certain type of thinking. Well, a black man doesn't do that. I'll be like, you know, that foreigner say something. I'm like, hey, listen, you shouldn't have to be like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a paying yeah. customer. No, you about to see this real African. I tell him, look, man, look, Habib, you might play with them niggas like that, bro, but this ain't I don't play with them niggas like that. Say that rhythm on, say that slick out your mouth talking, boy, for the for them niggas. See, vocabulary right. doesn't make us a nigga. I can talk the the language of the street with my homies. I can even call them that. We can talk that shit. You know what I'm saying? But my actions is what defies a nigga. It's not what I say. It's what I do. Because I know some of the most intelligent revolutionary negroes that you want to meet, and they RBG to their heart. They revolutionary but gangster. They gonna talk to you, yeah, man. I'm telling you, man. You know, man, man, wrote it blunt, yeah, 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 yeah. but they don't do shit that is detrimental to the black community. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So right, I, right. I, I think that that's the difference. But go ahead, brother. I'm jumping in there. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm agree, I'm agreeing with that. I'm agreeing with that because I, I, I too believe, you know, what I'm saying sometimes we gotta be on some real warrior shit. You know, what I'm saying revert, you know, revert back to that. You know, what I'm saying because, you know, yeah. at times, and I told you, I like to say five respect five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, and 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 when we under fire, or you know what I'm saying, you know, or, or we had a, a standoff, so to speak, with our enemy, so to speak. You know, uh, if if you want to right. look at it as a standoff, we 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 not prepared. Right. We don't want to be what you say last. We not in the right pick. mind state make, to even go to battle. They make a nigga free pick. Yeah. You you feel me? Mm-hmm. You feel me? The mind state is yep. not even right battle. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. So, so it, it gotta be it gotta be distinguished that way. That way, the ones who 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 who, who oh well, 
I want to be on the warrior side. I don't want to be a nigga because, you know, like I say, you know, uh, the people misinformed. A lot of people, they misinformed. Yeah. 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 That's real. You know. The niggas misinformed. I like that. The niggas misinformed. The niggas, the niggas priorities. See, a niggas priorities is wrong. The African priorities is right. Like you were just talking about, I like a point that you made, and I wanted to build on that point. Sometimes we have to go back into warrior mode. Or, or I'm even going to build on that because the African, we stay in warrior mode. The African is naturally a warrior. Sometimes we have to resort to our warrior aspect of our being. We have to tap into that. You know what I'm saying? And whereas the nigger, he's only a warrior against other black people. The nigger will get in the store, like you said, and shine, uh, dance and laugh and want to be cool with this foreigner, this Arab or whatever. He'll sit on the milk crate in front of the liquor store. He'll sweep. He'll get out there. Shit, that nigger catch you still in the candy bar. That nigger bust your head for that Arab. Tackle you, put your hands behind your back. Yeah, the mm-hmm. nigga ain't shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The nigga love his master. The nigga like a lap dog. You know, <laughs> so that's the, that's the problem with the nigga. The nigga won't stand up for the African. The nigga will bow down the master and will attack the African. But the African, they want to say that you act like, you know, and I get that a lot. You know, I'll be in this because these foreigners know I can't stand them. I listen, let me tell you something. I tolerate them. I, it's a it's a tolerance I have. Ain't no love. Every time I give them a dollar, I mean, it hurts. It hurts. I mean, every time I give them a dollar for anything, it hurts. And especially, not only do it hurt, instead of just taking my money, buddy, I ain't your friend. And you're, What's happening, man? What's going on, bro? You got it, right? right. Yes, you got it. You know, all that old shit right there, man. Don't imitate me, man. Don't imitate me. I feel like you're making a mockery. Do you talk to your mama like that? When you go home, you You see what I'm saying? You ain't talking yeah. like that. You're not trying to be black. You ain't doing none of that hip shit that you're putting on that you're doing now. So you're assuming black name. You're making a mockery, huh? They're assuming black name. King. Yeah, black name. Really? Right. His name's Muhammad. He say call him Mo. Call me Mo. You know what I'm saying? His name's Ali. Just call him Al. And we buy into it. Yeah. And we love it. Because we want to be accepted by everybody but our own. Thing about, here's what's funny about a nigga. A nigga don't want to be a nigga. Niggas don't want to be niggas. A nigga will try anything not to be a nigga. Ask a nigga. Especially amongst his sisters, don't get offense. Especially amongst our black women, our niggas. Ask a nigga. Ask a black woman. Nigga. Mm-hmm. She don't want to be a nigga. Hey man, how you doing? You know you black and beautiful. I ain't really black. You know my grandmama's Cherokee. I got a little <laughs> in my blood. You know what I'm saying? She don't even want to be a nigga. Nobody wants to be a nigga. You got the niggas now. Don't get offended at me. You Moors and Muslims and Hebrews, you got niggas now. You know what's happening to black men? I ain't black. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Moor. I'm Hebrew Israelite. I'm not black. So niggas don't even want to be niggas. Not understanding that there's one category that white supremacist America puts you in, and that's the category of nigger. Well, you know, that's the easiest that's the easiest excuse to not want to know more. I ain't black, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, black power. Oh, shit, I ain't black, bro. Uh, the hell you ain't. The <laughs> hell you ain't. You're blacker than me. You're blacker than me. You're black? Yeah. 
No, nah, he ain't black. Be black as hell. I ain't black. My mama Jamaican. My grandmama from Haiti. You know what I'm saying? I ain't black. Well, I tell you what. Let that cop catch you in a dark alley and catch you with no witnesses. You tell him you ain't black. That's who you saved that for. Yeah, convince him. Don't convince me. Don't convince me. You yeah, ain't convince, black. convince. Right. You ain't got. I ain't listen. You ain't got shit to fear. What are you telling me for? I ain't black. That's the problem. We run around here calling ourselves black. Listen, that ain't my problem. Me calling myself black ain't never been my damn problem. That's the least of my damn problems. I got a ton of issues. Well, my boys, I got 99 problems, and me being black ain't one. Me calling myself okay, black man. ain't one. You feel me? Shit, we better get real about it. But that's the way of the nigga. That's why I say crazy-ass nigga. Post-traumatic slave disorder. Nigga is so crazy that his thinking's off. Nigga don't even think right. A nigga talking, it don't even make sense. You'll be like, oh, slow down, black man. Think about what you just said. I know what the hell I said, nigga. You know, niggas are crazy. Mm-hmm. Niggas are crazy. You know, and that's... You know, I probably, I probably have... Go ahead, brother. I probably have the most you know, radical examples of niggas here because, you know, they try to, they, they put the worst to the worst niggas away. You know, if you continue to behave like a nigga, we're going to have to, you know, you're going to be susceptible yeah. to slavery. Yeah. 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 Well, there it is. That's, we wrote it right there. If you behave like this, your ass is going back to slavery. But that's why they promote that behavior. Because slavery is the number one industry in America. Slavery is the number one industry in America. The automotive industry has failed. The damn every other industry that we've had over here has failed. The economy, man, the, the gross, the, uh, the national debt is out of the roof. America's struggling. So what's the only thing they got? What made America America? What built this country? Was slavery, free labor. So they're going back to what works for them. And it's called privatizing the penitentiaries. So they didn't privatize the penitentiaries. They didn't privatize prisons. So now you got them with the private prisons. They, the so-called wardens and owners of these prisons, contract the labor out. Oh, they getting paid. You better believe they getting paid. It's the brothers and sisters that's inside the penitentiary system that's doing the work that don't receive anything. So they went back. So the Negroization of the African here in America is essential for their master plan. So they kill two yeah, birds with one stone. Get his check. You say what? Yeah, boss man going to get his check. You know, oh, the workers just that. don't get paid. Oh, he going to get that. He going to get that money. He going to get that money. You better believe that. He's not going to do anything. That's why I say, you know, we can get into the rhetoric. We can get into, oh, the man hates us. And, and he may. He may have some hatred for you. But a lot of times the white man that hates us is in the lower economic class because this is still a capitalist country and it still deals with classism. So they're in the lower economic rungs of society. They're what they call poor white trash. A lot of these so-called white nationalist hate groups and stuff are poor white trash. And, they, and those are the ones that hate niggers, hate black people, hate Africans, because that's the only thing they have. 
see, we have to understand why they keep racism and discrimination alive. One of the reasons is is because if they can keep their poor white trash, hating Negroes, hating black people, then they won't turn against the bourgeoisie or the upper class. They say, I may be poor and I may be white trash, but thank white Jesus, I'm not a nigger. They have an alternative. That's their thinking. Poor white trash think they better than the richest nigger. I was watching something on Facebook, the damn white boy walking out of the judge gave him some time. The white boy walked out of the courtroom and said, fuck you, nigger. No. Yeah, because he don't care if you sitting there with a gavel in a robe on. That poor white trash, trailer park trash, no teeth having, horse and buggy riding, smelly-ass white boy still thought he was better than that judge who had went to law school, had lived probably a, apparently some type of decent life. He didn't have a criminal record because he was a judge, according to their standards, according to America's standards. Sitting on the bench, this white boy was so into white privilege and white entitlement that he told a black judge, fuck you, nigger, even though the judge was sentencing him. Wow. Even though the judge was him. Yeah. See, so... The racism serves a purpose. So the upper echelon, the upper economic classes, the power elite in this imperialist country is not necessarily hate that motivates them. They are motivated by greed. They are motivated Mm. by the need to stay in power. So they promote racism. They promote that amongst these dumb, hillbilly, hick, redneck crackers. And trash, and that's what that's what that's what is one of the factors that has to be understood. So it's not motivated by hate. And once our struggle ceases to be motivated by a hatred and motivated by a love of our people and the desire for liberation for our people, then I think that we will start to look at the problem and assess the problems that affect us rationally logically as revolutionaries and become to come and then begun begin to come up with tactical solutions. Realistic solutions. But the first thing we have to do is know niggas are crazy and come out of this nigger mentality. Find what the mentality of a nigger is. You feel me? You see that nephew? I'm still here. I just be going on mute to keep the noise down for you. Okay, okay. So that's one. Of, that's one of the things. Let me send out this call again. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self Determination. Your brother, National Chairman Yang Nkrumah, on Gorilla Thursday. We're talking about crazy ass niggas. Post-traumatic slave disorder. What affects us? What the hell has made us crazy? What defies a crazy-ass nigga? If you'd like to join in on the conversation, press 1. We'll recognize you. We'd love to hear your take and your input on it. What do you think makes a crazy-ass nigga? Is there, is there such a thing as a crazy-ass nigga? What has made us crazy? What? what has made us crazy? 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 You know, what, 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 what do you think some of the things are? I mean, you know, I don't like to victimize. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I don't like to victimize. So, you know, if, if I were him to say, you know, what has made us crazy, I would say that we like being crazy. We like being crazy as hell. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, we like pulling it's, up it's, it's okay. and, 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 you know, white people locking their doors. We end up, we know, we like that shit, obviously. We like it. We get mad. We cuss about it. But we like it. Yeah, cracker. You know what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We like yeah. it. They don't yeah. want us in there if they side of town. We we have embraced whites only. They don't have to put signs up. We don't want to be on y'all. You, you, you know what I'm saying? We have embraced yeah. the mentality that we crazy and we angry. Our woman spits fire. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I think we have been, I think we, we you know, uh, we love it. We bathe in it and being see, crazy. You know we didn't went to getting mud all on our face and everything oh. else. We want to look crazy. <laughs> you know what, though? We some got, of it, got to like some it. of it should be embraced. I'm not even going to front. I'm not even going to front. Some of it should be embraced because this is the monster that they have made. Right. This is the monster they have made. So some of it should embrace, be embraced. What I have a problem with the aspect that we embrace craziness is when that insanity is turned against us. Nigga, if you're going to be crazy, be crazy at the right people. Don't get in here, like I said, the most common. I love that you use that store as a, as a reference in the very beginning because that is one of my biggest pet peeves, and that is one of the things I see. They, we get it. I mean, we love everybody else. We love everybody mm-hmm. else. You know, and be crazy towards one another. And that and that's the problem I have. But if we embrace the aspect of, okay, crack, you don't want me on, on your side of town? Cool. I ain't never got to be over there. But then we need to fix up our neighborhoods. Don't not go over there because you know they'll lock you up, but come do it. Like, you, you know, you from the A. I'm from the A. Boy, they don't play off in Cobb County. But you want to yeah. come to the A with the bullshit. Oh, they don't play them here, my nigga. But you want to come to Bankhead with it. Nigga, what? That's what I'm saying. That's weak. That's some punk-ass shit. You ain't crazy for real. You just a yeah. nigga. You can't even, I ain't even going to be able to give you the title as crazy. That's too good for you. I you misinformed. That way I you can mi- blame you, your behavior. You misinformed. Yeah, you misinformed. See, you won't go. You fearful. You won't go on that. And I'm not advocating Anybody do crime anywhere. Let me get that straight. I'm not advocating that black people go somewhere else and do crime. I'm saying stop the crime altogether amongst the African people. Let's begin to build. Let's begin to love. Let's begin to uplift one another. But if you crazy, nigga, if you just all crazy and can't control yourself, take that shit out the neighborhood, though. That's all I'm saying. See, mm-hmm. I, I know you ain't crazy for real. You ain't crazy for real. You ain't went nowhere. You said what? I said, Gene is sending springs with that shit. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So it's all it's all an act. It's all, that's where they know it's contained. That's why we have the roughest neighborhoods. That's why we have, you know, the things that, that are perpetrated to high crime rates, a high murder rate in Chicago amongst African people of African descent. Because these niggas ain't crazy for real. They playing crazy. They really hate each other. Yeah, they they ain't revolutionary crazy. They nigger crazy. They're fearful of their master. 
and they do their master's bidding without they're so good at doing their master's bidding, the master doesn't even have to physically instruct them to go kill. You know, it's back in the days, they would have to tell the slave, go in there and knock so-and-so out, or go do this, or buff, go sleep with that immoral act. Now they don't even have to force, they, should, they ain't even got to make mention. We're naturally trained to perpetrate crimes against one another. And That's the crazy I'm, I'm, that I'm talking about. I'm I'm glad you drew the line on the crazy because it's a it's the difference between revolutionary crazy and just nigga crazy. There you go. It's a big it's I a like big that. difference. Yeah, it's a difference. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you know because you know when I get crazy, you know what I'm saying it'd be different. Because you know I'm hey call, call your lieutenant somebody down here. I'm finna tear your ass up. I be on the police. I don't play. Okay. You know, it be it be okay. it be totally it, it, hey, and it catches the people off guard because yeah. they, they because that's not that's not what that's not what they used to 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 put in their aggression. You know what I'm right. saying? It stays ground level. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to see I'm trying to shake the tree. I'm trying to see what falls. You know what okay. I'm saying? Right, right. Like you said, it's a difference from 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 crazy, nigga crazy, and revolutionary crazy. You know, nigg- niggas ain't crazy for real. You know, they they can't no. tell you what they're willing to die for. Not a lot of them. Yeah, they, they go to Not play. Truthfully. They go to play. Truthfully, they go to play. Like you said, it's it's all a game. But listen, I can host. Keep your mic open. Let's go to these phone lines. I see I got a few people on here that want to um say something. Get on the phone line. And everybody be patient with me. I appreciate you being patient. I believe this is uh, Minister Justice. Minister Justice, your mic is open. Yeah, I, I was uh, – how y'all doing, Black Power family? I was listening Black, to – Black, um, Black Power, I was actually listening to you guys, and I was also reading the caption, which says, is it nature versus nurture? And I believe that since – uh, out the 1492, when Columbus was supposed to have sailed the ocean blue, what act the oppression started, and once the oppression started, then um, the nurture we were nurtured. A lot of people were nurtured into this madness. You know, I I, I have a, a grandmother that was color struck, and she used to talk about how black people were, and you, and I'm talking about literally. I'm too dark for her, <laughs> you know, and so she started saying all types of things that had to do with being dark. And then you know, like they treat the darker, the the darker cousins and the darker grandchildren different than they treat the lighter ones. And so, so you're being nurtured into this madness. And then once you get nurtured into this madness, you did you you, I didn't nurture my own children into the madness. However, when my son went into the air force, he started telling me they were saying, "Yeah, that black nigga is getting all the, the pee." (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Because he's dark. But my point is, this this thing is also a matter of being nurtured, getting nurtured into being somebody that's crazy. <laughs> and the fact yeah. of the matter is that when we start dealing as women, we start dealing with um, with men that have been nurtured into certain behaviors. And once they be nurtured into these behaviors, then all of a sudden you are you are you are B word or or you are H word, and it's in the music and it's in all of that stuff. So when they start to talk to us or they start dealing with us, the very essence of what ha- what what of their nurturing starts coming out when they get angry. 
And when that happens, then you got to go toe-to-toe to him. Now you're an angry black woman. So now the craziness started all over again. So I just wanted to uh, come in on the nurture aspect of it because this madness has been nurtured since 1492, black power. Power, and that's absolutely right. Black power. I mean, like I said, niggas fuel the economy. That's the only way that America can run is if we begin to be, you know, if we keep a nigger mentality. And, you know, like um, Chairman Carr always says, you know, when he talks about the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, when he talks about the Universal Negro Improvement Association, African Community League, he says, what is an improved Negro or an improved nigger but an African? You know what I'm saying? An African community leader that, that starts to form leagues in societies. So we have to evolve out of the nigger stage. But first we have to recognize nigger, nigger, niggerism and um, label it what it is as a something negative in the black community. That's just the bottom line. Let's go to our okay. Okay, let's go to our phone line. Two one six three four seven five three what is that? Six eight. Your mic is open. Black power, Conrad. Black power. What's going on, Chairman Carr? Hey, hey, uh listen in, you know, you talked about Thursday and now I definitely call in, and it's a good topic, and I want to say this. There's two type of niggas that this uh, European recognize. One nigga is a bootlicking, and another nigga that he's afraid of is that revolutionary nigga. Excuse me. Uh, when we were segregated, when that cracker say that's an uppity nigga, that means that you were dangerous. And so we have ourselves have turned that term in that where at one time was a fighting term made it more convenient now. It's easy to be called a nigger. A nigger is made, and Sister Justice is right. And I'm going to share this real quick. Uh, there was a story that uh, I tell constantly uh, about the chicken and the eagle to make it quick. There was a farmer who had a chicken farm, but he wasn't making no money. His neighbor told him that the eagle live up on top of the mountain. Go capture that eagle and bring him back down and charge people money to see that eagle. That farmer climbed up there, but that eagle was used to being free, and they fought and they fought, and the farmer became angry and killed that eagle. He come back down and said the eagle had some eggs up there. He climbed up there, and he got one egg. It was two. And he put it in the hen nest, and the hen sat on that egg and plucked three times. Egg hatched. That baby eagle that came out walking in the chicken pen thinking he's a chicken. He walking around plucking everything, and he looked over at the chicken and seen the straight feather, and he looked in the water and seen he had dreadlocks and afro, and he ran down the right age and straightened his shit out and changed his name from Alpha to Martin. That farmer said, I get a whole generation of youth thinking they niggas, then I got it made. He climbed up and got the sucker egg, put that in the nest. The hen has that egg. But that brother came out different. He looked around and wanted to know, why you walking around in these progeny ghettos acting like you a nigger? I'm a nigger. I'm a chicken. And one day the elder came, and this is the radio program that I'm dealing with now. They seen a giant shadow, and they looked up, and that was the elder. And the elder eagle looked down and said, why are y'all carrying on like y'all chicken? We's a chicken. Why are y'all carrying on like y'all niggers? We's a nigger. He said, no, your mother is the queen 
of the universe, and your father is the king of the universe. And every nation that have power was used to similar as the eagle. Flap your wing and fly up here. And they both flapped, stopped flapping their wings. One of them flew next to the other eagle, and the other one gave up. He said, I'm not an eagle. I'm a chicken. I'm not an African. I'm a nigger. So he said, let's fly away from here. And when they were flying, the first time he learned how to fly, he was going to crash into a mountain, and the elder eagle said, look upon your head, there's a crown. He looked upon his head, and there was a crown of knowledge. He flew over the the mountain of injustice, and he was flying across the desert, and he said, if I get tired, I'm going to crash in the desert, the desert of despair. And the elder eagle said, look upon your head, there's a crown of knowledge and wisdom, and he was able to fly over the desert of despair. They're going to always be niggas, but they're going to be brothers and sisters like ourselves that are going to give them the wisdom and say, you're not a nigga, and you're not a chicken. And so I'm saying this, when we were segregated, when that cracker said, that's a dangerous nigga, when the Black Panther Party came upon the scene, they said we were some crazy niggas. Whenever we did something to the white man, we were crazy niggas. Now we're doing it to ourselves, and it's convenient to call ourselves niggas. So what they have done, they have made a culture that is acceptable for us to be niggas, but we don't understand at one time to be called a nigga was to be disgraced, hung, lynched, or put in the penitentiary. I want to read this article in the day's paper, North Carolina, prison drop ban on Jim Crow, North Carolina prison system on Tuesday, drop his ban on the book about mass incarceration and review other publication and other published book after an objection from the State of America Civil Liberty Union affiliation. The decision by North Carolina followed New Jersey June the 8th announcement that it will allow its prisoners to read the new Jim Crow best-selling book by the civil rights leader, Michelle Alexander, about the connection between racism, mass incarceration, incarceration, and exploitation of slavery. And you mentioned that in terms of dependent institution. But I just want to say and share that on the terms of nigger, in segregation, we were looked upon as being all niggas. And that's me, a nigger is the furthest thing from a white man. And when, uh, I believe it was Dick Gregory, one of them wrote the book, uh, I believe it was him, if I'm not, please correct me, die, nigger, die. And uh, they asked him a question. They say, what is you to the white man? And he say, I'm a nigger. And they say, why you say that? He say, go to the white man, the nigger's the furthest thing from him. And so I'm the furthest thing from him. And that was during the time when we were in segregation, but we had our economics. So keep the wisdom going, drop the wisdom, because that word nigger had become fashionable. And we have not understood, and we know where it comes from neither, because the cracker didn't know how to pronounce it. But we have to be... Very careful. And the last poet gave it to us in the 60s. Niggas is scared of revolution, but niggas ain't scared of change. Niggas change from men to women. Niggas change from this to that. Niggas are scared of revolution. And revolution only means change, and we change every day. But we're not changing to revolutionary. Thank you very much. Right. Peace and black power to, to all the comrades that are listening. Peace and black power. And, um, you know, I'll leave your mic open so you can just sit on mute. And that's absolutely right. You know, 
um, when we look back at we look at the how the word nigger has changed and how the context has changed. And I think that a lot of people, like you said, when they begin to call us nigger and defy nigger as something unworthy, uh, we embrace that and it became an excuse. You know, we don't, it's not that where it was almost a badge of honor for the white man to call you nigger because it was the furthest thing from him. You know, I don't know if, you know, badge of honor might be a little strong to use, but it meant the furthest thing from them, so it actually meant something. Now what these niggas do is use it as an excuse for the behavior to there you go. exhibit behavior that is not beneficial for the African community. And that's the problem that I have. It's no, like um, Chairman Akeem was saying, there's a difference between a crazy-ass revolutionary nigga and a crazy-ass nigga, period. You know, that's right. And the crazy and the crazy ass niggas are the ones that perpetrate crimes against their communities and don't see anything wrong with it. It's that's easy right. to do. It's easy to do. To be an African means to be responsible. I like what you you know how you quoted uh, uh, the last poets, and I tell everybody they should listen to that poem. Niggas are afraid of revolution. Niggas are afraid of revolution. And we listen to what the last poets say about it when he talks about it in the party. He says, change is change is niggas change. Niggas change their hair. Niggas change their clothes. Niggas change from being men to, to women. But niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are scared of change. And that's, that's the right. problem with niggas. Niggas are scared of change. You know, so this is one of the things that, you know, that we're, that we're addressing. So what, 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 go ahead. So, so would you say that that that, that nigger holds more power now at a time where black children are being raised with nigger in their mouth versus a time when white children? Don't get me wrong, there's still some white kids raised up saying nigger. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. they calling each other. But but let me tell you how they're using the word. They're using it how we using it. So yeah, what is what is so? How do you add that up? I mean, what is what does it mean then? It's the same. They call it the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing because it's been fashionable. But we gotta understand when white people use the word nigger, that it's it's a fad because as little Timmy, you know, he's a nigger right now. At fourteen, fifteen, little Timmy's a nigger right now. He's teed off. He's a nigger. But when little Timmy gets of age. And his father says it's time for him to go into company business. That same dude that grew up calling you nigger, smoking blunts with you, riding with you, sleeping with your black women, that you didn't got him, except him in the community, try to go get a job in Little Timmy's, Timmy's company. Little Timmy, Little T-Dog ain't T-Dog no more. He's going to say, I'm Timothy. Don't call me T-Dog. See, they can put hmm. on that nigger with that. That's what I mean. We accept anybody. Oh, it's cool. We think it's funny. He, oh, he, he, he like a black dude. He just ought to be black, but he's not. But he's not. The reality, his reality and your reality is different. You know what I'm saying? You can pretend it's the same as you pretending to be white. They will accept you, accept you, accept you until one day they get drunk or until you do something crazy. I've seen it. I've seen guys with white women, and the first time the white women get mad and this and that, it's nigger. Nigger? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you will always be a nigger to them. But we will accept that. We will accept them 
and try to get them to blend in because a nigga, in this day and time, a nigga is the new integrationist. These mm-hmm. niggas are the new integrationists. Absolutely. Absolutely. is the new civil rights movement. That's right. They don't know it's the civil rights movement. Why is it the civil rights movement? Because they want to be just like their white counterparts. Niggas buy into the materialism. Niggas buy all the clothes. Niggas buy the cars. Niggas want to live in, in their neighborhood. So niggas have bought into the whole uh, morals and ethics of oppressive white supremacist America. So niggerism is the new civil rights movement. And a nigger will hate your revolutionary self for trying to awaken them to their true African being. A nigger will fight against that. You know what a nigger will tell you? A nigger will tell you, I don't want to hear that black shit. That's black right. is the ace of damn spades. Black is midnight. Here you got this Negro walking around. If he closes his eyes at night, he'll disappear. Tell mm-hmm. you that he don't want to hear that black shit. Ain't nobody got time for that. Well, what do you got time for if you don't have time for yourself? Because black is you. African is you. So when you don't have time to hear that, you don't want to hear that, you're not down with that, then you don't want to hear about yourself. You don't have time for yourself, nor are you down with yourself. Because this is about your state of being. So it's easier to be a nigga. Nigga is a comfortable mode to fit into and to fall into. A nigga doesn't have to be responsible. Ask some of the single mothers out here about their baby fathers. But what's up with the baby daddy? That sorry-ass nigga. That pussy-ass nigga. That bitch-ass nigga. Ask her about a nigga. She'll tell you about a nigga. And we fall into that mode. The nigga word... And not just the nigger word, this niggerism, we have to understand is a social conditioning that has been right. imposed on us by white supremacist America. It is the only right. way that this country will function. Without the nigger, right. this country ceases to be. Mm-hmm. Without the nigger, this country ceases to be. That's because right. the nigger is dependent. The African yearns for liberation. The African is an independent being. An independent entity It doesn't want to be A nigger The African in you will rebel Against niggerism And I'm not saying listen Brothers and sisters I understand you know we talk revolutionary talk And we keep it in real We keep it in real To be a revolutionary is to be an evolved African And it doesn't come overnight It doesn't come You know we have to understand that We are at war like Chairman Kahar is always saying and reiterating and saying some more and constantly reminding us that we are at war and we are at war. And war, that this war that we're in has come, if the attack is from every angle and every way. It is That's not right. just a physical war that we're engaged in, but it is a psychological, emotional, and spiritual war that we're fighting right now. So, you know, when you understand these factors, then you know that to escape niggerism is not an easy task because you're surrounded by it, not just on your television, not just coming through your radio speakers, but your neighbors mm-hmm. and the community that you live in. If any of us are living in the hood, most of our demographics are made up of niggers. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by niggers. Everywhere I go, I see niggers. 
And well, we uh, can't give up for We can't. What did you say, brother? And we have to understand, too, language is like food. Language has special germs in it. And when you use negative language, you feed in a negative, that negative language feed that spirit. And yeah. it is like when, when I counsel in the school here in Cleveland at Audubon School, and uh, uh, one youth uh, kept referring to ML. And I said, uh, man, why you keep saying that? He said, that's what my mama called me. My mama said, shut up, ML. Go to bed, ML. Where your homework, ML? Very seldom call their names. And so the language creates you who you are. If you tell a sister you a queen, then she, that is life language where she begins to look at herself. But if you say you a bitch, then that's negative language and, and uh, begin to take on that. So language means a whole lot. And this was the Caucasian, why he don't like to be called, called, called Caucasian because he's telling him that he came from out the mountain. He don't like to be called yep. European because he come from you, but he like to be called white because he wants to think he's clean. And yeah. the power is in the language. And this is why yeah. we have to be a revolutionary in not only changing our attitude, but it's about changing the language that can grow yeah. our people, you know. And when we yeah. call ourselves MF, that is a U, that is an African term to the white so-called European that came and raped our mother. See, he was the yeah. real motherfucker. Excuse me for my English. That's right. And so, That's right. so we use the terminology on each other when it's actually fit him. He is the nigga. He's the one negative. He is the MF. He is the bastard. He is the one that did yeah. not believe in the structure. And so we, like yeah. you said, have taken, that, taken his culture and brought it into our culture, and this is why black lives don't mean nothing. This is why family don't mean nothing. This is why male and female relationships don't mean nothing. You Go know, and, 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 and let me throw this in here, too, because I agree with you. I agree with you. But I do want to say this, too, because language is everything. But I do want to say this, like we're taught in, in, in our manual about defy, develop, and defend, and, and I stick to that. Because we have to begin to define certain languages, too, because that's what the Moors say, too. They say, well, you know, well, language is everything. You call yourself black, and then they run straight to the Webster's Dictionary and tell you what black means. Black means filthy, black means sullen, black means dirty, black means negative, black means evil, black means no good, and you calling yourself black. So language does play a role, but I'm not even going to give their language that much power. We can begin to define. We can begin to define. We have to create. This is what self-determination is, to define your own destiny, to define your own identification. That ain't what black means to me. Black means beautiful. Black means power. Black means uplifting. Black means righteous. Black means vibrant. Black means soulful. Black means good. You know, so these are what black means to me. So I won't allow them to use, but you're absolutely right. And even in this word, nigga, you know, like my man Tupac said, um, to use that, that acronym, and I appreciate you, Akeem, for giving me that word. Using our, uh, utilizing that acronym, never ignorant, getting <laughs> yeah. goals accomplished. Pac said nigga is never ignorant. Getting goals accomplished, N-I-G-G-A. And if we live to that, 
the nigger with that definition of nigger, that stigma, that sting that is attached to that word would change. The problem is that is not what we're living to. These niggas are not never ignorant. They ignorant as fuck. Mm-hmm. They're not getting goals accomplished. They're counterproductive, counterrevolutionary. Unless your goal is to destroy and to tear down the African community here in America. So if we take the words and begin to put an action behind it that is good, because they, we have known from the way of the European, this European has taken not just language but symbols and have changed them. Look at the serpent. I think Chairman Hakeem was talking about that one time, how they use the serpent as a symbol of evil. A symbol of, Absolutely. A, a symbol of a, you're a snake in the grass ass nigga. Sneakiness. Mm-hmm. They have taken the symbol and have equated all kind of foul and misdeeds and attached it to that. Where in Africa, the serpent was a symbol of wisdom. The pharaohs had serpents on their dynams, those headgears that they wear. It was serpents on those to symbolize wisdom. In Africa, the serpent also represented rebirth and regrowth and new life. When it shed its skin, it reminded them of, they used that as a symbol of regrowth. Look at the, uh, what is it, what's the doctor's take, the Hippocratic Oath. Look at Hippocrates on his staff in the medical industry. You see two serpents. It's a serpent with a symbol of vitality and health. But this devil has taken our symbols and they take language and they attach things to it. They defy what it means. And we buy into the definition. That's right. Fuck their definition. They're not going to tell me, and I agree like with Chairman Carter, there's certain words that we should know the, the, the root of the word so that if we do redefine the word for our social and cultural understanding and conditions to empower us, we need to know why they use it. I agree with him. When we say motherfucker, we need to know where that comes from. He is the original rapist of mothers, and not just our right. physical mother, but the Godhead mother. When he came with God the Father, God the Son, and he hated women so much that he didn't even give God a wife. He gave it a Holy Ghost. So he doesn't like the women, let alone black women. So That's he right. don't like you like I'm just letting you know. He's just really trying to ensure and guarantee the continuance of his survival when he messes with your beautiful black self. So don't get fooled by that. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the things that we we must begin to understand. So we can take this word nigger and read the and the word has been redefined for us by one of the greats in our time. Like I said, our dear our dear brother Tupac who redefined the word for us and said, again, never ignorant getting goals accomplished. Now, after we have redefined the word, we must begin to implement the action to, if he said admit that, then our action must prove that that's what a nigga is. If you call me nigga, yeah, I'm never ignorant getting my goals accomplished, black man and black woman. I'm stuck. My nose is to the grindstone. I'm getting his goals accomplished, and I won't do ignorant deeds. I will stay away from ignorant actions. I will stay away from ignorant peoples. And I'll stay away from ignorant thoughts. But that is not what we find the black man and the black woman 
doing today here. We find the black man and the black woman niggerism, them and acting niggerism, the way that niggerism was implemented on them. Because, like I said before, the nigger is the creation of America. The African was made into a nigger. So the African must come out of this making, this creation of this imperialist, racist state and begin to rise to its true African self. Because they have made you and I, are attempting to keep you and I in servitude through their philosophy, ideology, and religion of niggerism. And, it's and you know what? Talk to me. And, and uh, uh, in the Panthers, when we was organizing in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, we had posters, and, man, people were buying the posters left and right. We had a nigger, a Negro, and we had a black man bursting out of his side saying that every Negro, there's a black man. And seeing every that's Negro, right. there's a black man, and that's why they don't want us to get no, they don't want that. No, they don't want us to pull that black man out of that nigger. <laughs> yeah, you'll cri- man, you will cripple the economy. See, a nigger is unaccountable. A nigger is irresponsible. A nigger will spend and no thought to his family or to his children. One of the things you will learn about this Caucasian, I like that. You say they don't like to be called Caucasian. They don't want to be reminded that they come from the mountains. They cave people. Goddamn savages. <laughs> you know, but they. One of the things that they don't want us to know that is because the nigger is irresponsible in its spending. And the nigger keep these wheels turning, this economic machine greaves. The nigger is the cog in this whole thing. The nigger will go by rims. The nigger will go by uh, big cars and fancy cars. The nigger will buy three or $400 sneakers and live on Section 8. Children be hungry, yelling at his woman about her EBT card. The nigga will go sell the EBT card to indulge habits instead of feed the family. A nigga will rather be self-indulgent than take care of the family. And I'm not talking about just working, but I'm talking about just being responsible and budgeting. A nigga knows no boundaries. So the nigga is essential to the American way of life for these capitalist, imperialist, and particularly and specifically these white supremacists. They have to have a nigger. So they encourage niggers. So what they do to get niggers spend, they give you a black Friday. Tell you everything's half off. Come spend that little money you ain't got, nigger. Everything will be on sale. The signs are about to be bigger. The lights are going to be brighter. The commercials are going to be more targeted to you. I watch these commercials. They got the, the damn honeybee, Cheerio honeybee rapping. You don't think, who you think they're trying to sell Cheerios to? Billy Bob don't listen to that shit. They're trying to get you to buy Cheerios. The honeybee on here busting a lyric or two. So everything is catered to get that dollar out of the nigger's pocket. But the African, my brother and sister, the African, oh, no, the African won't fall for those tricks. You got to come harder. You got to get up pretty early in the morning to fool the African because the African understands priorities. The African says it's about my family first. And family builds communities, and communities build societies, and societies build states, and states build nations. So the African is well aware of your tricks and your plots. But this nigger, you have to keep this nigger going. And like Brother Malcolm said, when the African stands up and begins to rail against the injustice in the African here in America, when the African begins to stand up and say, we want 
liberation. We want to be empowered. We want to be left alone to evolve naturally, to return to the natural state of glory that is meant for the African man and woman. Malcolm said they always find some nigga to offset that. So the nigga is a detriment to the free-thinking black man and woman here in America. Crazy-ass niggas. Crazy-ass niggas. Post-traumatic slave disorder. And why I don't give up on the nigga? Let me tell you why I don't give up on the nigga. Like the last poet said, and niggas are scared of revolution. He said, but I love niggas. I love niggas. I love niggas because niggas are me. You see what I'm saying? This is what the last poet said. This is why I don't give up on the nigga. The nigga is me. I am the nigga, and that nigga is me, and we are one and the same. And I realize. Then I try to get this black man and this black woman to realize that inside of you, what they're calling a nigga is a dormant revolutionary. It's an asleep revolutionary. Those brothers behind enemy lines with our chairman, Hakeem, and our lieutenant, Brother Robert, whom I'm going to make a lieutenant, let's see, I assumed our deputy lieutenant, Brother Robert, inside and behind these enemy lines are brothers and our sisters behind enemy lines who have said, fuck the system. We're not afraid of your laws. We're not afraid of what you think you're going to do to us. We recognize injustices. We know we got to feed our families. We got to do what we got to do to survive. The problem is they haven't been politicized. They haven't been trained to do it in a manner that is beneficial to the African community and not detrimental to the African community. So this is why I don't give up on us as black people because I like what Chairman Carr said when they had that poster, when he said inside of every nigga is a black man or black woman, an African man or an African woman just lying dormant, waiting to be awakened, be awakened. Now, for some of us, realistically, let's be realistic. You're not going to be able to save everybody. Though I would love that all people with melanin in their skin wake up and realize that we are at war and the plots and the schemes that are being devised against us are real, and then we start to fight that, man, listen, that would be my dream. If I just woke up and all black people be like, you know what, we sick of it, we want freedom, yeah. I'd be, man, I'd be in heaven. I'd be like, man, have I died in my sleep? Man, I woke up. This <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the reality of that is, but if we begin to wake up enough brothers and sisters to start the new way of thinking, and they begin to implement that and put that in their children, and their children put it in their children's children, then we can begin to see a shift, a dynamic to happen into the black community that will take us to a new level of the game. And these are my prayers and my hopes. Let's go to our line and open up our phone line, 762-6675. Your mic is open. Black Power, my brother. Black Power, brother. What's going on, brother Robert? Not much, man. Calling from behind these enemy lines. Chairman Hakeem, man. Just don't want to pack in and, you know, tune in with y'all, man, on these issues with us brothers being crazy, you know. And I can't really speak for everybody else, but, you know, on 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 my end, it was the, the money, the drugs, and the the the, 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 the power, the the using of the, of the power in the wrong way, you know what I'm saying? Because you could get so much power from you think you got power, you know what I'm saying? From just being out there and got so much money and 
so many people around you that you know look up to you, and you boss around and stand around. You know you you get you get power struck to where you get abusing it, using it the wrong way. So you know a lot of people just really you know ignorant to the point where you know they still sleep, but they woke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They 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 eyes still blinded because I mean is is is. It's, it's amazing how, you know, uh, uh, a rich brother can see, uh, you know, a community in turmoil, man, and just not be willing to do nothing about it, you know. And it takes money, you know. It don't just take money, but, you know, it, it takes money, man. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that we got so many, you know, uh, like one of the brothers said Tuesday, you know, we got these rich rappers and these actors and these athletes and, you know, a lot of them doing for, you know, white-owned programs. You know, a lot of them a lot of them clubs and, and, and charities that they really be donating to and spending all their time at, you know, them be white-owned, on, you know, the organizations and charities and shit. They don't, they don't be nothing we made or nothing. Now, some of them do, but, man, you know, majority of them don't. And, you know, them the people... You know, I'm looking to challenge, you know, when I touch down, you know. Them the people mm-hmm. I'm looking for answers for, you know what I'm saying? Them the ones I'm going to want to talk to and, and see if we can get them on our level, you know, because it, all it takes is to wake up, you know, and yeah. and once you wake up and see, you know, and you can do something, man, you're going to want to do something because it's in you, you know, just like it's in you to be a king or a queen, you know, it's, it's in you. Sometimes you just gotta it, it gotta be brought out of you. You know, it gotta somebody gotta wake you up and you know, shit, it ain't gonna be them cracks. They wanna keep you sleep. You know, they wanna keep you yeah. brainwashed with 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 this crazy ass music, with this crazy ass stuff on T V, with these crazy ass commercials, with these crazy ass teachers in schools, with you know, all these crazy preachers and you know, they, they, they pay these people to to, to brainwash the community to brainwash other people. You know, them folks don't do that shit for free. You know, they don't yeah. wake up and, 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 and perform and act and rap and move for free. You know, they paying them folks millions to make sure that they keep you brainwashed. You know, that's why they pay them folks so much money, man. Come on. You get millions of dollars just to rap a song. You know what I'm saying? To perform shows. Mm-hmm. That ain't because that's good music. It's because they want to make sure you stay brainwashed by any means necessary. So, you know, the ignorance in us, man, is just, you know, we we, we getting a certain amount of power and we're doing dumb shit with it. And, you know, the money and them drugs play a role in it, too, because, you know, that shit turn you from your family, man. You know, we're supposed to bring our families with us. We're supposed to lead our families. We're supposed to guide our families, you know. In all ways, and you know, shit, we get out there in the streets, man, to see that money and and, and be just blinded by them drugs and you know them them, them negative, negative women, you know what I'm saying, that want to see you down, you know. So you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I can't speak for you know what the ignorance is in every brother or or, or, or nigger, you know, but in me it was that drugs and money, you know what I'm saying, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, man, you know, like I was saying, unfortunately, man, you know, niggerism is the new integration. You know what I'm saying? It's the new American dream. And so it, it is the money and the power. We emulate what we see. You see so much yeah. so, I mean, we watch these 
gangster flicks. I know when I was coming up, you know, um, and rolling with the gangster things, man, we were so impressed with the gangsters. Shit, I used to call myself Little Nitty. They called me Little Nitty. That's right. Little Nitty. You know, that was um, Frank, Frank Nitty was Al Capone's hitman. I was so impressed with this gangsterism, and my assimilation and integration went so far as to I began to take on an Italian moniker, a nickname. I had an Italian nickname, Little Nitty. They called me Little yeah. Nitty, and I was proud of that. Yeah, nigga, they called me Little Nitty, Little Frank Nitty. I'm taking on an Italian <laughs> name. That, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's how far gone in integration and assimilation we are. We don't think about it. You know, Let me see. we see it all the time. Now the thing is, when I was coming up, it was the Italians. Now the thing is, the the Latinos, Poppy, they call me El Capo, they call me, we still emulate niggas, still don't want to be niggas. Even in niggerism, we don't want to be, don't nobody say they call me Zulu. They call me Zico. You know what I'm saying? We want to be uh, El Chapo. We want to be Escobar. And they call me Lil Escobar. You know what I'm saying? We want that bullshit. Let we want that bullshit. It. Yeah. One of the things, this is why a program like this is so important, because niggas organized around the world, they call us niggas. The uh, Native Americans were called niggas in the word savages. The Vietnamese were called niggas in the terms of gooks. The Japanese were called niggas in the terms of japs. And they always use negative terms. So if the Chinese were called chink, look what Mao Zedong did to them. If the Vietnamese was was called goose, look what Ho Chi Minh did for them. So I'm saying this is why we so important because I say and every nigga is a black man, and every Jap was a Japanese, and every savage was a nigga of America. You know, so I'm saying that these terms that they use on us, if we study history, this is why our movement is universal. And it's a pro-humanity movement more than a civil rights movement. It's a pro-humanity movement because it's about building and establishing ourselves the way the creator created us. The creator did not create niggas. This is the creation of a European white racist institution. And every yeah. other nation that had niggas organized and became free. China was niggas. Like Malcolm said, now you can't mess with the Chinese. The Vietnamese were niggas. Now you go over there and try to mess with the Vietnamese. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. always tried to dehumanize. He always dehumanized a people who he wants to control. And happening today in America is you and I. But once again, in everything, as a black man. And that's what we have to wake our people up to. The black man inside of them. Because like, I agree, man, like Chairman Carr is saying, they demoralized, dehumanized, degraded, insulted, ridiculed, all of these other people. But one of those things that those people held true, like you said, the Japs, the slant eyes, recognized and realized he was a Japanese. The gook, the Vietnamese, realized and recognized they were Vietnamese. So the saying niggas, the Arabs, recognized that they're Arabs. The black man must recognize that they are African people because when they call us nigger, we don't recognize nothing greater inside of us than that niggerism. See, we don't recognize the African as being great. You know what I'm saying? And so 
when they call us nigger and we don't look inside and see something greater in us than nigger, then we go be everybody else. The black man think Kung Fu, now the nigger Chinese. The black man go to the masjid, instead of being a strong black Muslim, the nigger Arab. The black man goes to the synagogue and study the Torah, instead of being a strong black man that uh, whose religion is Judaism, now the nigger Hebrew. You see what I'm saying? So we don't recognize the greatness inside of us. We escape niggerism by recognizing the greatness in other people and begin to emulate and assimilate other people. Like I said, they called me real nigga. I thought that was a badge of honor. They call these niggas as a rap group the motherfucking amigos. These niggas call themselves the amigos. And I know it's people out there, man. I like amigos. Why are you talking about amigos? I'm not talking about their music's pretty good. I'm not saying not they not, but why they could be the three motherfucking Mandinkos, warriors, the yeah. Zulu tribe, some shit That's like right. that. Why they got to be amigos? You see what I'm saying? Because secretly, subconsciously, we despise ourselves. So our escape from niggerism is to be other people or we embrace niggerism and don't embrace the black man, the African man and woman inside of us. The mother and father of civilization, the one that taught all them all things, but we don't embrace that. We don't say, you know what? You call me nigger. That's what you call me. Like you called the Jap, Japanese Jap. You called the Chinese chink. You called the Vietnamese gook. You called the Arab sand nigger. You called the Hispanic wetbacks. You got all these names for these people, but these people begin to rise and come together and stick together so much so that you gotta address them. Look at Clint. I mean, uh, look at Trump. He's talking about that DACA shit, immigration. They, they, they on his ass about that. He's addressing that because he has to address it. Did they just round them damn Mexicans up, put them on a bus, and send their ass back to Mexico? He ain't addressing them killing black people. He ain't addressing the unjustified murder of black people. Unarmed black people, why he ain't addressing it? Because he don't give a fuck about niggas. Because niggas don't give a fuck about themselves. They ain't making them address it. Because we don't do shit but cry and beg and hold our channel. Black lives matter. Our lives matter. What the fuck you telling? I know my life matter. Like Chairman Carr said, who is my father, your life mattered when your mother had you. When I conceived you, your life mattered when you was born. So I don't need nobody to hold no sign, say my damn life matter. You come at my life, I'm going to show you how much my motherfucking life matter. Hope yours matter. I hope yours matter. Trying to come get mine. You better one if yours matter. You got to. They told me you got to bring ass to get ass. Or somebody holding Black Lives Matter. But we are apathetic people. We didn't got so we didn't got so disconnected from shit that determines our destiny and our future that we sit back and we allow anything to happen. Like I said, Clinton's all on the news. They shut down the government behind immigration bills. They shut the government down. I don't know if you people have been aware the government was shut down by two and a half days. It was shut down behind immigration. That's what you call collective power. They have to talk to these Hispanics. They have to talk to these DACA movement, DACA people, the Dream Act, the Dreamers. What's going to be the state of the Dreamers? What about you and I? Who built this country? What about you and I who are being murdered in vast numbers? whose communities are failing and decaying right in front of our very eyes. 
What about you and I? And you don't hear not one mention about the plight of African people here in America because we don't make them mention us. If you don't stand up and hold yourself accountable and say, my life, I tell myself my life matters, and you're going to know my life matters. See, they have to address that because those legal aliens, this is what you call collective works. This is what you call communalism, socialization amongst the Latino people. See, the reason they have to address it because the legal Latinos are the so-called legal Latinos or the so-called citizens of Latino descent. They're shutting shit down. Call Jose back. You send Uncle Alvarez back and Auntie Isabella back. We'll stop working. We'll shut this bitch down. Mm-hmm. They're making a fuss. They're making a fuss. But we not. They're making a fuss. And like Malcolm said, what did Malcolm tell us when we protest? He said, we come out there with the pickets on, they go to sleep. Then they wake up and say, them niggas still out there picketing. Peep out the blinds at you. Black lives matter. Black power. Freedom of justice. No justice, no peace. Nigga, how many times you ain't been no justice? They like that kind of fight back, though. They like, oh, they they like that, that kind of reaction. Right up they, they, hope, they, hope, they hope niggas start marching. March all day and night. March all day and night. You know why? You know why, Chairman Hakeem, they march all day and night? Because if you march all day and night, you're tired, nigga. Go home, go to sleep. You didn't march, mm-hmm. you didn't march your ass up and down the damn street. Now you're sleeping. Go home and go to sleep. And then a nigga tell you, I don't know what I got to do with politics. What I got to do with politics. Nigga, who you think, like, where do you think that salary for the police comes from? Yo, taxpaying dollars. When they kill black people mm-hmm. and those families get those settlements. Oh, you thought the police department paid that settlement? You paid for Mike Brown. You paid for Eric Dude. You paid for Sandra Bland. Taxpayer dollars pay that. I mean, my, my proposition was I think they should snatch the goddamn police pension. He shouldn't get a pension. He shouldn't get a retirement. They should take his child's college fund. They should impound the goddamn car, seize the house, put the dog in the dog pound, put the key in the door, and take everything the motherfucker got. He took a money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, when I had and got shot, you know, during the whole investigation, you know, the officer was on paid leave, probably at the pool hall, smoking a fat one. You know what I'm saying? Telling war stories. So, you know, don't 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 think that these uh these officers are getting grilled. You shot you shot you shot a brother today, you shot a nigga today, nah, it ain't none of that. Got you one? Go on home, man. Give me a gun yeah. and go home. That's what's going go on. on. That's all it is. They know they don't, you know, they know criminal charges will settle out of court. They'll come in, throw, throw a few dollars at me, bro. I take care of it. They'll be cool. There's no real, no real ramification. You know what I'm saying? There's no, not even at the very least, economic ramification. How many businesses, when I talk about accountable spending, how many businesses do we spend with that support the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police? Shit, we should stop spending with them. You kill black folks, mm-hmm. you don't get none of our dollars. Those gas stations that give police free coffee when they come in there, I listen, let me tell you something. When I go in a gas station and I see the police 
get get a free and go, and they's like, go ahead, Bob, hey, and they walk out with that free cup of coffee, just lost me as a customer. Just lost me. Oh, that's, he get, oh, yeah, we get a I want coffee. one, okay, too. I'm glad you let he me get know. get coffee and donut. Let me get one. See, let me get, let me get one. one. You know what? Fuck your gas station. You give him a coffee, yeah. oh, thank you. I'm, 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 glad I, I'm glad I know that. I'll let everybody that's conscious know, don't so, because y'all serve killers. Y'all serve murderers. Y'all down yeah. with one of the worst gangs in America. That's the police department. Hell with some Crips, Bloods, Vice Lords, and Disciples. These niggas playing. Police got them beat. The KKK. The KKK. I walk, listen, I know niggas that will walk through uh, uh, rival gang territory before they walk up in a police station. You feel With me? a gun. With a gun for with that matter. Yeah. Huh? I know niggas Somebody who want it What y'all want Before they walk Right Niggas ain't crazy for real So This is what I'm saying That our lives Have to matter to us We have to redefine What niggerism is We have to First get out of niggerism And if we're going to Use that term If we're going to Embrace that term And say that That's our word now We're taking the sting Out of that word You use that word To degrade us we're going to use that word to uplift us. If we're going to redefine that word, then the actions have to match the definition. We can't say that it's a term. It's just what I call my homies. It's a term of endearment. It don't mean nothing. But the behavior and the action of one who refers themselves to a nigga is detrimental and destructive to the black community, then the word is bad. Then the word is bad. Crip ain't a bad word. Crip, he's a crip, he's crippled Crip ain't a bad word, but ask a blood It's a profanity, why? Because the action of the crip Blood ain't a bad word, you got blood in your veins That's my blood, that's my It's not a bad word, ask a crip Because the action of the blood Is not the best action To the crip, vice lord And vice versa So it's not the word But it's the action That comes with the word so if we're going to embrace the word, then we have to change the definition, which I did, brother, like I said before, and I got my Tupac shirt on, Tupac. Rest in peace, Tupac, Amaru Shakur. Love him. Got my Tupac shirt on, but like Tupac gave us, never ignorant getting goals accomplished, then the actions must reflect that. Then the actions must reflect that. You can't say that's what it means, but then your actions are contrary. You're destroying the community. You hate every black person. You're doing everything in the world to, whether it's conscious or subconscious, to keep us in a state of submission and suppression, not uplifting us. And then when we see you around other people, you talk all that shit. And then when you go to court, you using your best language. Sound like you've been to college. When you're in front of the judge or the police got you, you sound like the most That's that post traumatic stress right there. That's that <laughs> that's that post traumatic stress. That's that post traumatic. That's that's what it is. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not saying this is not an indictment. I'm not a cute listen, everybody go through it. Everybody go through it. But we have to recognize it. My problem is see what the nigga is, is the nigga don't want to acknowledge that you're really a punk and a coward. Because you're lying to yourself You're pretending to be something you're not You're really scared of your master You really love your master You really love your mm-hmm. partner 
You go in these mm-hmm. doors and you smile and you grin and you chuck and you dodge and you jump. You go in there with your little Arabic trying to speak their language. Try to speak their language and shit. You go in there, you think it's cute. You sisters, tell me you sisters too. Not my queens, but you knucklehead sisters who think it's cute that this damn foreigner is behind the counter flirting with you and you sitting there laughing and you's a nigga to him. He ain't going to take you home to his mama. He going to knock you off in the backseat of his car. He might get a little cheap hotel room, knock your ass off, but he ain't going to take you home, include you in his family, introduce you to his culture, and treat you like a legitimate white piece, something on the side. And then tell a nigga you ain't a side piece. I ain't no side piece. Well, for Habib, you show a side piece for a piano sausage and a side piece. I'm calling it like I see it. I know you're tricking for it. <laughs> crazy ass nigga. We crazy. We crazy. And it gets in there and it's affecting you. You know, and then a brother like me come along and call a spade a spade, you want to hate Yanker. Or you want to hate the people that support Yanker. Oh, that nigga don't know what he's talking about. That nigga, crazy. that nigga ain't this, that nigga ain't that. I ain't none of that. You're right. But I tell you this. I tell you this. I'm more than what you think I am. I'm more than what you think I am. I may not be all that I would like to be, but I'm more than what you think I am. And all the real revolutionaries are probably more than what you think of this revolutionary struggle. We're not where we want to be at, but we are damn sure more than what you niggas think of us. That's the bottom line on that. And we still will continue to strive and to grow. Whether niggas want to hear it or not, it is a sacred duty. It is a sacred trust that has been handed down to us, that has been passed on to us, that we must carry the torch and the banner because we understand one thing and one thing, and we don't understand nothing else, that we didn't have a choice in the matter of being black, and that is exactly what we are. So we'll continue to fight, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to struggle. We'll continue to fight and continue to we're going to fight That's one thing about it fight. Might as well get organized And you know With the cause Because going to fight anyway We can listen We got some of us there has been, Let me tell you The spirit is so divine God, the spirit answer, Whatever we call it or For those people that don't believe in nothing Just believe in themselves It's something so divine That nature has always Created a force of resistance To ensure And guarantee the survival Of every species So where there will always be people When they came to Africa and snatched us From Africa And don't think niggas didn't exist Well niggas didn't exist then But you had Uncle Tom But ever since they snatched us and grabbed us There was a force of resistance Now the resistance has moved over here And the resistance is saying We recognize the niggerization of African people And we're trying to get And it's not about pointing fingers It's about espousing facts And we're trying to get Africans To wake up From to realize That the niggerization is a process It is a condition That you've been placed under It is not who you are It's like what my minister of justice said Nature versus nurturing Your nature is that of an African man and woman You have been nurtured Meaning 
You have been coddled. You've been conditioned. You've been uh, nourished on niggerism. And you grow up thinking that nigger is who you are in essence. But you are not. You are not a nigger. You are not predispositioned to do harmful things to yourself and to your community. The niggerization is so real, man. Sisters are mutilating themselves to emulate other cultures. Like I said, the brothers, we take on the names. Poor sisters. Poor sisters. We got these sisters running around here with blonde hair, blue eye contacts, black as the eighth of damn space. Beautiful black woman. Open her eyes, her eyes are blue. Unless they're naturally blue. I'm that's listen, that's always possible because all colors came from us. She got blonde hair. She doing everything she can to emulate other people because she despises herself. Like Malcolm said, who taught you to hate yourself? See, this is what the nigga has to realize. The nigga has to realize they hate the African self, so they prefer being it's safer being. It's easier being a nigga. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. They say ignorance is bliss because these niggas are ignorant. Ignorant is hell. They say ignorance is bliss. It's blissful sometimes being a nigga. All you got to do is wake up to be a nigga. All you got to do is wake up, not have any emotion, because all of us, you know, not all of us, some of us need government aid and assistance. I ain't knocking the food stamp, I'm not knocking the assistance that African people get. Hell, should they owe us? I'm not saying that that's reparations. Don't get me wrong. They don't come close to what they owe us. All that is is a pacifier. But they owe us. But the nigga will wake up and not even be moved. See, the African go there, and he's mad. He's mad he got to get a goddamn food stamp card because they ain't no work. Because they trying to hold a felony against a nigga. Something that happened mm-hmm. years ago. And I ain't been locked up since I said, why I go somewhere? They said, well, sir, we look on your record. You got a felony. Nigga, I was 17. I'm 45. That still get, you still talking about that double jeopardy? Ain't it? Ain't that double penalty? Ain't some law against No, sir. Uh, <laughs> we have the right to. You wonder why niggas act crazy. You see what I'm saying? So, but the African hates the discrimination. The nigga, he don't care. The nigga get up. He get it. The nigga. Budget, his food stamp card into his existence. Well, shit, I got this bit. That card come this month. I should have a hundred on that. And didn't I get the check? And then that's a nigga. A nigga look at that like an income. Nigga, stop counting that money. If the government cut that off, then what your black ass gonna do? You're dependent. You're dependent. That is a means to an end. The African despises the condition that he's, he or she has been placed in despises the fact that they have to resort to aid and assistance from an oppressive, racist state. The African despises that. The nigga loves it. The nigga loves it. The nigga, if he doesn't love it, the nigga is immune to it. Counts it into his budget. The nigga figures out ways to hustle the government, not ways to empower the community by empowering themselves or for us to be self-sufficient and relying on each other, the nigger still wants to depend on the government. And then to tell you when you say we can do it, and say, nigga, you crazy. Nigga, you crazy. 
African. He won't call you African. This is call you African. Hmm. Tell you, nigga, you crazy. Niggas can't stick together. Niggas can't handle money. Niggas can't do this. Niggas can't do that. You're absolutely right. Niggas can't do shit. But the, there's nothing that the African can't do. There's nothing that the African can't do. Why the African built the universe. I ain't just talking about civilization. The African charted the stars and the galaxy. The African is the father and mother of science and math. There's nothing that the African can't do. I'm descendants of the pyramid builders. It's in my DNA. It's genetic. That shit runs deep within me. My egungos, my ancestors are one with me and I'm one with the ancestors. So there's nothing that the African that the melanated people can't accomplish, but the nigga is a new creation. The nigga is a creation of a repressive, racist, exploitive, murderous state. So you're right. The nigga won't accomplish anything, especially the nigga as defined by by uh, white America. That nigga won't accomplish anything. But the real black men and women... There's nothing that the real black men and women can't accomplish. So the nigga must wake up. That's why niggas are crazy as hell. Niggas suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. And when you try to tell this nigga that, this nigga will argue you down to the damn ground as if they're standing on something substantial, as if they're standing on actual factual. Nigga, you ain't talking about shit. You ain't saying shit because you don't want shit. Niggas can't dream. Niggas don't have vision nor focus. Niggas are living for today. Like my man, Lieutenant Robert said, Brother Robert said, money and the power or the illusion of money and some motherfucking power. See, it's easy for a dog on a leash to feel better than a dog on the cage, in the cage. But guess what? Both of you motherfucking dogs are held up. I want to be the wolf. I want to be running free. I don't want to be the dog on the leash looking at the dog in the cage thinking that I'm better off. Oh, I'm better off than you. You in a cage. I'm just on the leash. It's nothing to have power. It's nothing to feel like the big man to people who are impoverished. Hell, when you go to a hungry man, a starving man, if you got a cracker, if you got a cookie to a starving man, that looks like the shit. I'm hungry, I ain't ate shit You got a chocolate chip cookie You the man But that chocolate chip cookie Don't hold up to the man with the steak These Negroes riding around In impoverished neighborhoods Projects In these big cars Flashing money, you ain't shit Take that shit to somebody who got money Why you riding around me? Because the people that got money And Hakeem, you know this, you didn't touch money The people who got money You don't know they got this you trying to come with all your nose and all your bling and shit on. And that white man got a watch that costs more than your whole existence. Mm-hmm. You feel me? He got a one watch. He got watches and shit you can't pronounce. That costs more than anything you coming through an impoverished area trying to shine and show out. It's nothing to be the shit to people who ain't got shit. You want to impress me, empower the community, or stand up and have something equal or better than 
the white man in this oppressive state without relying on the white man. So you can't do that. That's your master. That's your master. So when you got some shit and you didn't depend on him to get it, or you don't depend on him to maintain it, then I say, oh shit, that Negro got some power. He's telling what he think of them. He's handling his own business. They can't touch him. That's power. You want to come in my neighborhood where ain't nobody got shit, and you got a little car want to stand around and fly and flex, nigga, you front. You ain't got nothing. And guess what's going to happen? One of these niggas that don't got nothing going to come and take yours and show you that you front. That's what happens. Show you you ain't got no power. Show you that you're not who you think you are or what you thought you are or were. So the real power comes in our independence. The real power comes in our collectiveness. The real power comes in our working together and being free of uh, uh, intervention and interference and hindrance and being obstructed by outside forces. That's real power. Like I was saying in my closing, because I want you to think on this, when you go back and read your papers and read your news, Trump is talking about the immigration. Why ain't Trump talking about you? Why ain't Trump talking about you? The only reason Trump talks about you in South Carolina when them uh, racists was doing anything because some white people got killed because they was jumping on white people. If it was just a bunch of y'all Negroes, Trump wouldn't have said nothing, turned the other way. He said, I don't know David Duke. Uh, the Ku Klux who? I don't know. What is a Ku Klux Klan? I don't know a Ku Klux Klan. He played dumb as fuck when it comes to us. Nobody's addressing our issues, but I bet you he's talking to about immigration. I bet you, I seen him on the news today talking about the Palestinian thing. He's addressing the Palestinian issue. He's addressing the Latino issue, the Spanish-speaking uh, people issue, immigration issue. How, why isn't he addressing this, your issue? Because you're a nigga. And niggas don't care about themselves. So they're not, niggas people don't, don't, if you don't care about yourself, right. So if you don't recognize yourself or care about yourself, the hell he care about you. Hell he care. He know you're going to keep on spending, keep on juke jointing, keep on dancing, keep on smiling, keep on yes balling, keep on contributing to the so-called American dream, buying into it, keep on arguing over semantics. I ain't black, I'm Hebrew, I'm Muslim, I'm Moor, I'm Jew, I'm all of this stuff. Keep being divided, I'm Crip, I'm Blood, I'm Disciple, I'm Vice Lord. Keep poisoning your community. He's talking about the opioid crisis, the opioid crisis, heroin in the community. Because white people passing out. Nigga, heroin been in the community since the days of Superfly. We always had heroin in our community. Yeah, that ain't nothing new. He don't care about you. So you got to love. And care about yourself. Listen, listen, listen. I well, I love my Thursdays because I get to yell and hoop and holler. I get to use profanity. I love Thursdays. Man, I be looking forward to my Thursdays get off my chest. But I'm coming down to my three minutes. I appreciate everybody for spending their time with me um, and coming in on this Thursday, listening to us hoop and holler. Chairman Hakeem, you know, I always appreciate you listening in. Lieutenant Paul, I appreciate you, baby. Y'all keep y'all heads up behind enemy lines. For all the listeners that listen in, Chairman Carr, thank you um, for calling in and giving us input. Beautiful story about the chicken and eagle. That's always been one of my favorites. One day you got to come on and tell about the ant. I know me and Easter used to love that. Me and my little brother used to love that one, about the ant and the drum. Hey. 
Let me say this real quick. It's not to be organized. Is uh, not to be natural. Uh, even a straight dog look for a pack to belong to, you know. So uh, we got to organize. Got to organize, man. Organize to survive. You know my philosophy: African communalism. Together, we can accomplish anything individually. A certain doom, death, and destruction for the black race, man. So we got to stick together. Listen, it's your brother Yang and Krumah, People's Black Panther Party, Black Independent Blog Talk Radio. I leave you as I greet you. All powers to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power. Black power. Black power, my bro. One time. Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did. Pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm gonna body this hood, politics, acknowledge it. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. One I duck, could it be my time is up? With my luck, I got up. The cops shot again. Bus stop glass burst, a fiend drops a Heineken. Ricochet in between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out, I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood, I'm a rat. To the death of it, to everybody, come on. Little niggas, it's grown. Look, rats, don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sit from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase, the street sweepers and coppers. Sick up kids with no conscience, leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die.
all I need is one life, one try, one breath, I'm one man. What I stand for, speak for itself. They don't understand and want to see me on top. Too egotistical, talking all that slick shit the same way these bitches do. Wonder what my secret is. Niggas will move on you only if they know what your weaknesses. I have none. Too late to grab guns, I'm blasting. Cause I'm a fool, nigga. Thought I wouldn't have that ass done. Fool you, niggas. What you call an infinite brawl, eternal souls clashing. World gets deep. Some beef is everlasting. Complete with thick stars. Brothers knifing each other up in prison yards. Drama, where does it start? You know the block was ill as a youngster. Every night it was like a cop would be killed. Body found in the dumpster. For real, a hustler. Purchased my range. Niggas throwing dirt on my name. Jealous cause fiends got they working to plain. Bitches left me cause they thought I was finished. Should've knew she wasn't true. She came to me when a man caught a sentence. Diamonds are blinded. I never make the same mistakes. Moving with a change of pace. Light a load. See, now the king is straight. Swelling my melon cause none of these niggas real hurt. Telling police how can a kingpin squeal This is crazy, I'm on the right track I'm finally found, you need some soul searching The time is now All I need is one mic All I need is one mic That's all I ever needed in this world Fuck cash All I need is one mic Fuck the cars, the jewelry All I need is one mic Spread my voice to the whole world 